How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer Daily News Updates for Friday, November the 5th. Oh my goodness, my friends, we've got lots to talk about today. So let's jump right into it, shall we? First of all, I want to talk about Forza Horizon 5, which is going to be releasing next week, because the reviews are now available. And uh, boy, has it reviewed well. On Open Critic, it is the best-reviewed game of the year so far, and the same can be said about Metacritic, as long as you ignore re-releases of games. And after reading a bunch of reviews, yeah, this game is very universally praised. If you don't know, Forza Horizon is the open-world Forza racing game. And I think the theory for the developers here is they just kind of throw everything at you and let you do what you are interested in. You know, if you're interested in racing a bunch, then there's tons of options for that. And if you're interested in just exploration and driving around, then there's also tons of stuff for you to do there as well. So there's a few positives that were really taken away from the game. First of all, the car selection and car customization. Over 500 cars to choose from, tons of options to make them look however you want. That's not really new from the last game, but it continues to be impressive. Uh, the map was very well complemented. The game takes place in Mexico, lots of different environments, a changing weather system. Tons and tons of game modes, so there's always bound to be something for someone. The technical elements, like the graphics and frame rates, were loved. And yeah, I just struggled to find anybody who had anything negative to say about the game. You know, they really hit on something with Forza Horizon, and the whole series has been complimented for a very long time. And they've just continued that streak. Many, many times, people who are new to racing games will, will get recommended this, just because of how impressive it is. So if you want to check it out, the game is releasing on November 9th, which is Tuesday, on Xbox and PC, and it's also included day one in the Game Pass. Nintendo had their half-one financials, and it's not really the numbers that are interesting, it's more about the actual sales, because the Nintendo Switch has now sold a total of 93 million units. It's getting close to that 100 million mark. However, speaking of racing games, they also announced that Mario Kart 8 Deluxe sold about 3 million units in the last six months, which means its total has been brought to 38 million, making it the best-selling Mario Kart game ever, beating out Mario Kart Wii. And I believe this also makes it the best-selling racing game of all time, because I'm pretty sure that's a, that's a record that Mario Kart Wii had. And this also makes it the second-best-selling Nintendo game period of the modern era. So if you discount the early Pokemon games, and the first Mario Bros, then really its only competition is Wii Sports, but that was a game that was bundled in with the console, so. Anyway, huge, huge game for them, always doing really, really well. And to be honest, they don't even need to release another Mario Kart game, because this one just keeps selling. Sega have announced that Total War Warhammer 3 is going to be releasing on February 17th of next year. And not only that, but it will be available on the Game Pass on day one. So this will be the final game of the trilogy which have been received pretty well, and they're also giving away a free DLC to everybody who pre-orders, called the Ogre Kingdoms. So if you already know you're buying the game, that might be worth considering, but I think in general it's better to stay away from pre-orders. Anyway, super cool. Once again, February 17th. Riot Games and Epic Games have formed some kind of a partnership here, with a number of different stuff happening between the companies. So first of all, the popular character in the League of Legends franchise, Jinx, is going to be arriving in Fortnite, and they also announced that all of Riot's games are going to be available on the Epic Games Store. League of Legends, Valorant, Teamfight Tactics, Legends of Runeterra. I think all that really does is make it another place that you can find the games, but anyway. 
pretty interesting. You're you're really seeing Riot expanding their franchise here, especially like they have a League of Legends animated TV series coming up soon on Netflix. It's called Arcane. They've got lots in the pipeline, that's for sure. Okay, and the last story here is that after long wait, Crystal Dynamics have announced that Spider-Man is going to be making his way to Marvel's Avengers on November 30th. Now, this has been a pretty long road. This is about 15 months after it was revealed that Spider-Man was going to be in the game. There were a few delays involved. Uh, Unfortunately, he's only available to those on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5. So if you're playing on PC or Xbox, you're just, he's not available. And they've got a bunch of other content planned in their roadmap, but this is certainly the biggest thing. This might be too little too late, but, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes for him. And otherwise, folks, hey, there's more news, but I am out of time. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's greatly appreciated. And today's Friday, which means I'd also like to remind you that this show is listener-supported. Head on over to patreon.com slash thegamingobserver if you'd like to throw me a cup of coffee. And I'd like to give special thanks to our TGO producers, Anna Marie, Andrew, Anthony, Bernie, Emmanuel, Rail, Rawdeath21, Redflem, Rob Matzker, and Telesthesia. Thank you all so much. We've got some variety shows this weekend, back with the news on Monday. And until next time, happy gaming, everyone. It's the TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. Oh man, you know, reading all of the reviews for Forza Horizon really made me want to play it. I'm not a huge racing game guy, I think in general, but I really loved Trackmania, which I know is not Forza Horizon, but I don't know. I guess, I mean, I have enjoyed racing games before. I just never really went out of my way for them. Besides Mario Kart, uh, when I first got my Xbox One, I had Forza Motorsport something. For Which one? I'm Googling it right now. Yeah, it was number five, Forza Motorsport 5. And I was blown away by that game. It really showed me, like, how great the graphics were on the Xbox One at the time. But I, I wasn't a fan of the motorsport aspect. Like, it was so serious. You know, it's for, it's for racing people. I don't know if it's considered a racing sim or not. But I'm not so much into race tracks as I am into, I don't know, just driving, I guess, driving games. And I've never played uh, Forza Horizon. I was able to. It's on the Game Pass. I just never really got around to it. So I don't know. Maybe when it comes out next week, I'll try it on PC or Xbox, I guess I could. I don't, I don't know how it'll hold up there, but I don't know. Everything the reviewers were saying were, was really enticing to me. Like it caters to a lot of different play styles. There's tons of different game modes, so many different car options, which I thought was so cool. Like I don't know. I was really able to... I remember when I was a kid, I played a lot of um, Need for Speed Underground 2, right? That was a racing game I loved, especially because of its open world. And uh, my favorite part of that whole game was the car customization. And of course, that game was all about... I don't know. There was definitely a certain aesthetic with Need for Speed Underground. So you had these tribal decals and neon lights under the car and spinning rims and all that stuff. As a kid, it was awesome. I friggin' loved it. I would have a much different aesthetic these days. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's something there. There, There's definitely something about the tactile feel of driving a car through through the controller, if it's done well. Like, Trackmania, that game really got me just because it felt so cool to be controlling the car. And then, of course, you know, you're also, like, flying through the air and cutting tight corners and stuff. Like, it was a very intense game. And I was never very good at it, really. There's a very dedicated Trackmania community, and I watch them play, and the patience that they have to optimize all of their runs, oh, I I admire it greatly, and I wish I could be one of those people, but I'm not. So anyway, there you go. Maybe I'll try out Forza Horizon. 
Oh man, I have a lot of great memories of of the original Xbox games. That was a certain era of my life, which included Need for Speed Underground. So much music came from the games that I played in that era. Uh, classic from Underground was uh, R- Riding on the Storm. You know that song. Hold on. Is that really what it's called? Riders on the Storm. Sorry. (laughs) My apologies to you music buffs. But it wasn't like the original Riders on the Storm from the Doors. Uh, It's the Snoop Dogg version. So (laughs) that's what I was listening to as a kid. And then the other influential game for me in terms of music was uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. No, Tony Hawk. Wait a second. Tony Hawk's Underground? That's not what it was called, was it? Oh, wait a second. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. It's Tony Hawk's Underground. Was it also Need for Speed? Oh, yeah, they were both Underground. Oh, I, I literally never made that connection. Okay, I played I played Need for Speed Underground 2, and I played Tony Hawk's Underground 2. <laughs> wow. Okay, well, anyway, both of those games had a lot of uh, licensed music in it, which whenever I hear the songs out in the wild, I'm like instantly teleported back to my childhood. Well, anyway. I, I literally never connected that they were both called Underground. That's insane. I played a lot of both of those games. Okay, anyway, maybe I'll talk more about Tony Hawk tomorrow. Folks, thanks a lot. Uh, variety shows this weekend. News on Monday. Cheers.